With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and it is Friday, Matt. It is. Playoff Playoff Friday. Friday. Playoff weekend Friday. You know, when when the season started uh, way back when. Actually, we started way back when and. I mean, we've been doing shows all year. Uh, but well, we could start in Latrobe, I guess, is yeah, when we are. The official season started. I mean, um, we had mini camp and all that stuff, and we many shows in between, but, you know. This was, you know, these are the ones you go into these games. Like, again, we talked about it last week. I'm watching practice today. I'm like, is this the last practice I'm going to see mm-hmm. this year? And I got to tell you, um, just watching the Steelers practice this week, this team's loose. Really? I could see why. You know, I mean, we had this discussion yesterday, you know, that teams don't care about their record at this point. If you're in the show, you're worried about one thing that's beating the opponent and learning and everything you can about the Bills and improving yourself as a teammate and as a player, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But frankly, the Bills have more pressure on them than the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bills window, I, I know you're talking, you know, at practice and the mood down there, which is awesome, but the Bills should be a little tight, you know, in that. They've been going to the playoffs with high expectations four or five years in a row and haven't quite gotten there and have been real close. And their legacy's a little, you know, up in the air. I mean, they better do something the next year or two because that window's not going to stay open forever. Yeah, and the next thing you know, people start looking at Josh Allen like, is he Phillip Rivers? Is yeah, he, right, you right. Know, I mean, there's been plenty of quarterbacks. You can look, you can look back at it. That are great, but th- don't get there. Th- that just don't get there. Yeah, right. You know, and, and I think there is something... Coach and quarterback have to start looking at each other like, hey, you know, we don't have a, this isn't going to be there forever for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I just, I just think that really, when you look at it, and even Tom Brady mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl early in his career. Yeah, then there was a nothing gap. in the middle. Right, right. And then late. Yeah, that's. I mean, you, John Elway got there early oh. in his career. Nothing in the middle. And then as an and then got there his last two right, seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the league because I I think that middle period is when you have to pay the quarterback mm-hmm. a gajillion dollars mm-hmm. and, and expectations are through the roof. And right? Might Mahomes even be that guy? Might Might we see five eight years where he never goes or he never goes back? You know, like what an unbelievable start I mean, of his career. You know? Nobody would look at it this year if, if if Mahomes didn't make the the Super Bowl this year or even the, the AFC Championship. Right, right, right. People looking to go. Well, he had a, they had a down year, but that might be the beginning of the next eight down years. Right. You, you know, I mean, it's hard. They're to still good. Yeah, yeah. But they're not good. Good. Mm-hmm. And the Bills. I mean, the days of buying Von Miller are over. You I know? mean, they had to win the last week of the season, or they were the seven seed. Mm-hmm. And we have many discussions for the last couple months. Like, boy, this team's good, but I don't even know if they can get in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, that's I the mean, thing. You know, so this is a crazy. Ten, we, we know that it's a 10-point spread in this game. Yeah. It still seems high to me. but Which seems high because, when again, when you think about it, the Bills had to win last week in Miami mm-hmm. to get this home game. Right, right, right. No, I 100% agree. I mean, like, both are, these are, teams have been playing playoff. They've teams got for a while. one more win than the Steelers this year. Mm-hmm. This isn't a twelve and you know a twelve and five team playing uh, a seven and you know ten team or an, an eight and nine team. No, no, you're 100 percent right. And 
And frankly, we, you know, we broke down the rosters. Quarterback aside, they're pretty equal, you know, yeah. all in all. I mean, home field's a, I'm not sure, even an advantage. <laughs> I mean, sure. Well, think about that, though, man. Yeah. They lost to the Bengals last year right? in in a bad weather game mm. up there, 27-10. Mm-hmm. to 10. They got smoked. They got beat pretty bad, yeah. They didn't handle the weather well, and we, talk, we talked right. about it all week long. They're not built to play that style of football in that, no. in that kind of weather. No, I do think, first off, Yes, there'll be a home field advantage, and that crowd's going to be bonkers crowd's gonna and be loud, nuts, yeah. and yeah, all that. Assuming I mean, they can get to the foot, to the stadium, <laughs> right, and jump through their tables and do all their stuff. So that's going to be, you know, here, you know, the, that that atmosphere will be difficult on the Steelers. But the weather is an evening factor to me. Um, back to Bills team building, I think that loss opened their eyes a little bit, you know. But you can't, you can't reinvent you can't yourself fix that overnight, yeah. right? I mean, they drafted. They were the heaviest 11 team in the league, so they take a tight end in the first round. Even though he's a move tight end, it still makes you bigger. You know, you're going right. to play a lot more 12. Second round, they take a mashing guard. You know, So I think they realized sort of the error in the ways that they were built, but you're still not going to – you're super successful. You're not going to say, well, we're going to stop playing nickel all the time. Right. We keep winning games. We still have or, to be – at the end of the day, we still have to be able to beat – Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't mean you're just going to draft a bunch of nose tackles, you right? Know? I mean, but because they're not going, they're going to be standing on the sidelines during yeah. against the Chiefs. I mean, because you are winning a lot of games. It's a successful formula. You just haven't won the game, you know. Yeah. So it's catch twenty two. And, and at some point, winning the game when you've got that kind of talent becomes the all encompassing thing. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, I mean, if if that team doesn't win a Super Bowl. Especially in that town that's never had one, you know, like they're going to be considered and it's a disappointment, been close. right? You know, yeah, all those yeah. years close. Like I don't think the Kelly teams were considered a disappointment, but if this one never gets to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a eh, a lot of what ifs, you know? Yeah. You know, like hey, yeah, they were good, but should have been better. Yeah, and this is how people remembered. I mean, it's rough. Yeah, so the pressure is clearly on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, in this game, and and, and you know, I, I just look at. The, the way this, the way the Steelers are acting, the, the, yeah, that's interesting to me. I mean, they're loose and fun and not tight down there. I, I think yeah. they feel very confident. Wow, as ten point underdogs, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy, but yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know that I've seen that in you know in some other playoff. I mean, I, put put it to I've covered. I mean, you've been around for a lot of playoff games. I've covered two seasons worth of playoff games. I've covered yeah. like thirty three playoff games. In my <laughs> <laughs> In which the Steelers were involved. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. And you were nearby, leading up to every one of them. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, at practices, obviously press conferences, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And this um, seems like one of the ones that are just the loosest. I mean, like they're confident, happy. You know, not stiff and boring. Yeah, yeah I don't know that I've ever seen them tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that I've ever seen them this loose. I gotcha. I think that's a good sign. And I think you know, Mike Tomlin must be doing something right with his team in terms of just pushing the right. I, I you know, he he gave them the whole "scare money, don't make money" speech a few weeks ago, and I think they're just they've they've taken that to heart. Yeah, I mean, I I really think that's his greatest strength is those type of things, knowing people more so than you know a game day coach or the best schemer. Like I think his legacy. Which you've been thinking a lot about coaches' legacies with Carroll and Belichick and these guys hanging it up in the same day and Saban and all these all-time greats all of a sudden that aren't going to be where they've been or coaching at all. That I do think Tomlin, when his legacy is finally written, will be, boy, he handled his team, he handled people really, really well. Yeah. I mean, that's his greatest strength. 
Yeah, and it's knowing which buttons to push at mm-hmm. what time. I, yeah. I, this is a young team. Yeah, which and, young offense, on yeah. which a lot of a lot of these players don't have any or a ton, if any, playoff experience. I was sitting there thinking, I wonder how what percentage of the team has never played a playoff game. But they were very cognizant when they were acquiring free agents in the offseason of getting guys who Landon Roberts and you know those guys are all you know Patrick Peterson's played in you know playoff games and stuff even though he hasn't won the big one uh, of acquiring guys that have played in these kind of stages before Mm -hmm. yeah some veteran leaders that have won games yeah Yeah. I think there's something to be said for that and I know you know Eddie Faulkner uh, said yesterday that did he asked Isaac Sayamalo to get up during the offensive team meeting and just talk to the players about Hey, this is what to expect. This mm-hmm. is what it's about. You know, this is win or go home. Yeah, yeah. And I really think too. In and Cam- he's not exactly the most. He's not the most verbose guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you heard Cam Hayward talk about it a couple of weeks ago. How this win and get in, or this this winning every week thing that they needed to do. You know, when you get guys from Georgia and Alabama, yeah, and, and yeah. places like that where. You know, every win is magnified, every loss is magnified mm-hmm. because it, it can knock you out of the, the playoff chase. Yeah, I think there's something Those guys understand that, that. Yeah, a lot of Georgia guys come in lately, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that for sure. And I think this is an advantage for both teams. They've both been playing basically playoff football for a while now. Yeah. You know, they've had this mentality. It's not, hey, I'm going to arrest everybody last week. I mean, like the Chiefs and some of these teams that had nothing to play for last week. I don't know if it makes you worse, but I do think that you're in the mentality of it's been win or go home basically for a while now for both these teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Steelers this year, 10-7 and seven against the spread. Mm. Um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, they've won a lot of close games. They've beat teams that had, as we were talking before, off the air. I mean, their record against teams that had a winning record is one of the best ever. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they had. So their 8-5 and five record this year against teams that finished – uh, above 500. Not, yeah, okay. Because really you can't to, anymore. Hard, right? Really yeah, hard yeah. to finish at 500. Yeah. There has to be a tie involved. So teams with winning records this year, they went 8-5. and five. That's the third best record all time. That's amazing. Against teams with winning records. The other two teams that have the, the two teams ahead of them that had the best record were this year's uh, Ravens and this year's 49ers. Amazing. Because there were more teams this year. There's a lot of There were 19 teams in the league that had winning records this year. But the fact you played 13 out of 17 games against teams that finished with a winning record, too, is something to be said for that. I mean, I've been stressing that they've played, like, the third hardest group of defenses in the league, but they've played one of the hardest schedules in the yeah. league, too. Oh, and, and you know, yeah. I mean, you look at the, you know, one of, those, one of those teams was yeah. the Raiders. They won eight games. Mm-hmm. They were eight and nine. They finished second in their division. Okay, you're talking about the ones that weren't. The ones that the weren't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one was against the Titans. Did the would... Colts end up with the winning to it? Yeah, they were one. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, so it, it's it. You know, they've played a tough schedule this year. I think the Bills are, are like what did you say, four and one against playoff teams this year. Yeah, Steelers yeah. are five and three. Near to five and three, right? I mean, they, they, they only played four, five. They played half games. their games against playoff teams. Yeah. And more than against teams that ended up over 500. Yeah, Many so they, they've been in these situations. You could argue that they're the more battle-tested team. This season, yeah. Oh, I think you so. Know, you, people will want to point, well, you know, the, the the Bills, you know, they played Kansas City and they played Cincinnati and they played, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know that Jacksonville Dallas. Jacksonville looked like and, a tough game. Yeah. You know, the stuff in the preseason looked harder. Um, Steelers played the Ravens twice. Split, yeah, split yeah. with the Browns. They Browns played pretty good. They yeah. played San Francisco. Now they lost that game handily, mm-hmm. but they played them. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've tested themselves against some of these other playoff teams. It's funny, like 
I am a big believer in looking at schedules before the season and basing it off, you know, win totals from uh, Vegas and whatnot. But everyone thought, boy, AFC East has a murderer's row. Not really. Not yeah, not Rogers so much. Get, not when Rodgers starts on the first five plays of the game, yeah. and you know, I mean, the Patriots aren't really competitive like they usually. And are. And they played. They, they matched up against the uh, East this year, the, A- the NFC East. Right. And you the know, Eagles people were, were a little down. People were counting yeah. the Giants as a as mm-hmm. a good team. Yeah, they were a playoff team last year. The last the last Bills loss came against that Eagles team. Mm. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Plus, Washington's like a non-existent team. Yeah, for they the did. Last yeah. three months. Yeah. But their last loss came against Philadelphia. Well. And not exactly a. No, know. it's not. It doesn't look as good now as it did. I think that was Philadelphia's. Sure. That was their tenth win at that point. I say that they, think they, they won, won one more time since. after yeah. that. They're rough shape, really yeah. rough shape. But and the Bills haven't. They're on a nice winning streak, but they haven't mowed everybody down either. They've not. You know, like, I, I'm, I hesitate to say that they're the hottest team in the league coming in the playoffs. I don't think they are. I think Baltimore is. Yeah. I mean, in terms of you know, beating good teams badly. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, but but I give them all the credit in the world. They're a very good football team. I think they're capable of beating anybody. Yeah, I think at this point, you know, the what everything that happened in the regular it doesn't matter. No, no, it's one hundred percent. It's a true. clean slate. Everybody's zero and zero, and you mm-hmm. just play the games. And you just play the games, and it, it's crazy week of prep. And I'm sure you, they can't wait to see get there and be like. This is what the weather actually is going to look like, yeah. as opposed to guessing what you're going to deal with and all those type of things. But again, they're loose; they're happy to be there, to take advantage of it, and I'm sure they're not going to hold anything in. You know, I mean, I, I would, I would be shocked. I, I don't expect in a super aggressive game plan, but I, I wouldn't be blown away if Tomlin does something out of the ordinary, surprise onside or something goofy like that at some point, you know, like, yeah, we got a shot. You know, any little any steal possession here would go a long way. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Or, you know, something goofy. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And I'm at the uh, All-Pro teams announced today. Oh, were they? I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, T.J. Watt, uh Name first team uh, all pro as an edge rusher. You would think that's a slam dunk, but it's not, and it shouldn't be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that he got that. That's great. I was first surprised. Miles Garrett got more votes than he did. Really? Is that a fan thing or no? Is that's there... that's from the writers that's and press. media, okay. and yeah. you know, and it's different now. It used to be just the writers. Mm-hmm. They've expanded this thing. To, this thing now, so it's fifty voters. And like a lot of them are on Sirius XM and guys like you know. Okay. There's no voter in Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah, I remember you saying. There's still that, no yeah. voter in Pittsburgh, and you know I think Cleveland has a couple. Do they? I I, th- I believe so. That's not the reason why Miles Garrett. No, no, he finished with more. He's a great player. But I don't know how you how you uh, you put Garrett on your list and then don't put Watt on the list. So okay, I see. Oh, I mean, I could see putting Watt on and not putting Garrett on too. I mean, see, I couldn't. I mean, I think they're. But this is almost to me, and it's and it's just because of Parsons. It's a little different um, than the Paula Malu Ed Reed thing. They were both safeties. Yeah, but they played two different positions, and they are different styles. But in in some ways, it is kind of like that. Yeah, they because, don't look the same because and, you know, Garrett's right. really a defensive end, and Watt's really an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Micah Parsons and, and T.J. Watt are closer in play style. 
yes. than Miles Garrett is. Miles Garrett and Max Crosby are closer in play style mm-hmm. than Watt and Parsons. I mean, they always have their hand on the ground. They're yeah. four three end types. Whereas, guys. right, you you know, Parsons and Watt will drop in the coverage a fair amount. It, you know, yeah, much yeah. more than those guys. No, that's true. Um, but if you have to pick two, I could see any any combination really of those three: Parsons, Watt, and Garrett, and understand it. But one guy led the league in sacks, and the other the other mm. did not. Oh, you don't have to convince me. I mean, Watt would be my first pick of the group. But Garrett had one sack in the last six weeks of the season. I know. It's amazing. One sack. Um, I, I saw somebody. It, it does shock me that he's still the leader in terms of odds. It's crazy. For, you know, player of the year. Like Pro Football Focus put out, or Pro, Pro Football Talk, I should say, put out their, their all pro list today. Mm-hmm. And, or their defensive player of the year list, I think, I should say. Their, their, oh, sta- okay. their staff vote. And they gave it to Garrett, and they said, what came on late in the season? I would I argue that's true. what led the league in sacks from week one through the end of the season. He was never not in the top two in in the, in the league in sacks all yeah. season long. I would even he say he was incredibly consistent. There was a stretch there of about five games when the ball was coming out so fast against the Steelers that it was harder for him to be impactful. Yeah, you know, like uh, I, I don't agree. I would never have said that statement. It was know, it they, was the, it's one late. of the dumbest things I've ever read. Yeah, right. Like, how do you say that T.J. Watt? Who he had two sacks in the opener against mm-hmm. against he was San amongst Francisco. the leaders from from day start one to finish right and and led the, and, and then pulled away at the end mm-hmm. like these guys weren't close no no just because Garrett didn't get any in one in six weeks doesn't mean Watt picked things up at the end no you know, if you're, he just <laughs> if you're comparing he just kept to. continued to do what he had been doing I remember reading the article at midseason um, you know who who has a chance to break the all time sack record. Mm-hmm. And Watt, he had to be at the top of the list. What you know was on pace to to be close to it at that point. Mm-hmm. So was Garrett. Yeah, I say Hunter in Minnesota at that point yeah. was moving along well. Those you know, guys right. were all close as well. Yeah, they all fell off. They fell off. Watt continued to produce week in and week out without question. No, I hear you. I mean, so any other Steelers on the Pro Bowl list? Are you going to go through the whole thing? Or we could go through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, so I'm curious. It, I haven't heard quarterback. Yet. It was Lamar Jackson. Uh, first, yeah. first. I'll, I'll read you the first teamers first, and then yeah, the second. Yeah, yeah. So Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. I'm fine with that. I think that's fair. At running back, it was Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams. Well, I think Williams deserved that. At fullback, Kyle Juszczyk and Patrick Ricard. They're like the only two out there, but they're, they're going to go every Can year. You, is, is, yeah. is Ricard still a fullback? Yeah. I mean, he's he does, he's not a lineman. Yeah, he's, he's not going to get any carries either, but yeah. I'm surprised fullback even has a spot. Uh, at wide receiver, it was Tyree Kill, mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb, and they de- now designate a slot, Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, the, the first two I think are pretty easy. Yeah, the second team was Puka Nakua, uh, Brandon Ayuk slash Mike Evans. They tied. Oh, no, they were the other slots. Uh, A.J. Brown, Puka Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans. Okay. Still Lamb and Hill were a distance above everybody else today. Yeah. Tight end. This might surprise you. Laporta? Mm-hmm. George Kittle. Really? With Laporta as the second teamer. Okay, so it shouldn't be Kelsey. No, he didn't have Mm-mm. he didn't have the impactful year. No. And Kittle actually stayed healthy this year for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good player. He has those ups and downs, but that's not always his fault. At left tackle is Trent Williams and Tyron Smith. Yeah, Smith stayed healthy. That's huge. At left guard, Joe Thune and Tyler Smith. Okay, Tyler Smith's a star in the making. He's a really good player. Center was Jason Kelsey and Frank Ragnow. Ragnow stayed healthy, okay, yeah. Uh, right guard was Zach Martin and Chris Lindstrom. Okay. Lindstrom's established themselves one of the best guards in the league. 
Right tackle was Panay Sewell and then Lane Johnson. Those are all the names you'd expect. Yeah. Lane I mean, Johnson missed some games, though, didn't he? I don't know. I was sitting here thinking that, too. If so, not many. Uh, as I mentioned, at edge, it was Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, Max Crosby. Okay. Uh, interior defensive linemen. You had Aaron Donald and Chris Jones, uh, backed by Justin Matabuke and Dexter Lawrence. I, say, I hope Lawrence is somewhere on that list. I'm glad Matabuke got some credit, too. Uh, a little bit of a down year for that group. Yeah. Linebackers were Fred Warren, Roquan Smith, Quincy Williams, backed by Demario Davis, Bobby Wagner, Patrick Queen. Uh, Queen and Wagner, I don't think belong. I don't think they belong here. Yeah, either. the other one. I mean, Quincy Williams, I, I'm shocked his name came up, but he, he deserves it. He's flew around the field this year. Yeah. Cornerback, Deron Bland, Sauce Gardner, and the, they designated the slot cornerback this year. That was Trent McDuffie. I have a problem with Bland. I mean, Sertain's a better player. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. better players. but Sertain didn't even make the second team. Didn't he? Uh, the second teamers were Jalen Johnson, Charvarius Ward, and Teron Johnson, who the Steelers will see this weekend. Mm, okay. Teron Johnson's the only Bill on this list. Yeah, interesting. I assume Watt's the only Steeler, too. But yeah. uh, not, We're not quite oh, done We're not done. All right. Um, the safeties, Kyle Hamilton and good. Antoine Winfield. Good, good. Uh, backed up by Jesse Bates and Justin Simmons. Strong group, yeah. The kickers, Brendan Aubrey and Jake Elliott. The punters, yeah. yep. A.J. Cole and Brian Anger. I wouldn't know those guys. Kick returner, Keyshawn Nixon and Marvin Mims. Uh, punt returner, Rashid Shaheed and Darius Davis. Special teamers, Miles Killebrew nice. and Jalen Reeves-Maben. Good for Miles Killebrew. Yeah, to get that. it sounds like he's starting to get the – it's always a year or two late with those dudes, you know, and you maybe even hang on longer than you should. He blocked one kick and deflected another, and he was – I think he ended up second or third in the league in special teams tackles. Okay. Which yeah. – It's great that people are finally realizing that he's great at what he does. Yeah. That's cool. And then the long snappers. I don't know how you pick that. <laughs> Ross, Are you kidding me? Ross Matissic from Jacksonville and Andrew DePaola De from Minnesota. I don't know how anybody. I wouldn't want to be a, the voter for that one. No. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, punters are hard enough for me. You know? Nobody had to talk to him all season long. That's how you do that. That's how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't have to talk to the long snapper, he didn't screw anything up. <laughs> yeah, not an easy selection there. Or you just go to a, you go to what you do is if you cover a team you go to the, the special teams coach and say hey who the hell is the best long snapper in the league maybe there's just a, a, a <laughs> foregone conclusion everybody knows that there's a stud uh, maybe <laughs> there is I've never heard of either one of those I guys I wouldn't have picked either one out of the lineup I think I know the name of one long snapper in the league just because we happen to be, deal with them you know week week after week but yeah I mean I I, yeah, no I don't idea. have a lot of qualms with that list though I mean um. Winfield's a free agent. I don't think he's going to hit the open market. Yeah. And so is Johnson. Those are two names. So is Tyron Smith. Is he? Yeah. I'd be shocked if he doesn't come back in some way. But They can't afford everybody. They can't afford everybody. See, that's C.D. Lamb out there banging the drum that he wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. I didn't hear that either, but I, I <laughs> could see why he would say that. Yeah. I mean, he's and had a tremendous year. And you're going to have to sign Parsons. Like, you got to. Mm-hmm. I think Dak's contract's starting to. I mean, he signed his like two or three years ago. I think that, I heard I was heard I was listening to a show and they said that Prescott they're probably going to have to redo the contract. Mm-hmm. I knew there was some kind of contract money. stuff coming up. Okay, well so, that makes sense. Yeah, I can't. You know, and Tyler Smith. I you know they essentially drafted him mm-hmm. to be the to back, be Tyron Smith. to be Tyron Smith's replacement. And he has played some tackle, but he's been a dominant guard. I don't know why you'd move him now. I mean, he's a yeah. big physical pile moving guy. I mean, they had two Pro Bowl guards. And a Pro Bowl tackle. Yeah, so this is the list, though, that when you 
start talking Hall of Fame stuff. This is one that matters. This is the one that matters. So TJ Watt is he's first team for the fourth time. Really? In his seven year career. Wow. I believe the only other Steelers to do that in history? Rod Woodson and Jack Ham. Really? I mean four time Pro Bowler or all pro. Yeah, four time first team all pro. You wouldn't think it'd be that rare. I mean, that's a big time accomplishment. You're talking about the best in the yeah, league. Yeah, right. I mean, like, you pick two or you only yeah. pick one tight end or you know, I mean, like I wonder how many times Gronk was or Kelsey or you know, I mean some of these one position teams. Or who's the all-time leader in Pro Bowls or all-pro votes ever, you know? I, I don't know. But it, it's kind of surprising there's only been three Steelers to hit four. In their first seven years. Oh, oh, oh I thought that meant ever. Okay, no, no. so like maybe a Joe Green or somebody like yeah. that got there. I got gotcha. you. But to do it in I your gotcha. first seven years okay. in the league, get four of them. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Tough Pretty to good do. company. Oh, really yeah, tough, tough to do. Tough to do. So that's okay, the, I misunderstood. Uh, that's okay. the all-pro. Uh, the only unanimous... First team selections were Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, and Fred Warner. Yeah. Can't uh, argue with any of those. Yeah, I thought you'd say Lamar, but quarterbacks are tough. Uh, Aaron Donald's now an eight time wow. All Pro. Okay. <laughs> that adds up. He's getting up there. Yeah, yeah that's got to be close to one of the, the all time leaders. Wow. Yeah. A lot of Hall of Famers on that list. A lot, a lot of guys. I mean, guys making Hall of Fame cases. When you're talking about Hall of Fame, again, when you talk about that Hall of Fame monitor, mm-hmm. this is one of the things that's considered in that. We're the first be. team All Pro. It should be. Um, you know, I imagine when we look at that Hall of Fame monitor on Pro Football Reference in a couple of days mm-hmm. here, which I might add, Watt is like 25 points ahead of Miles Garrett yeah, going into the season. He's skyrocketing on that thing. I he's. Mean, this, we, I don't think we looked at it yet. He this might season. be able, if, if he never played another game, I think he's in. I think he's in. I do too. I really do. I was asked the other day, where do you rank him on all time Steeler defensive player list? And I'm like, well, I'll put 75 1. I'm a big blunt at two guy. Then I'm thinking about it. He's in it. the top five somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we could fight about it and go back and forth. And, well, he doesn't have four rings. That's like the only thing you can say bad about All those him. other guys all played together. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. If he was on that team, they'd have been pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, I think Woodson and Ham are right there too, but that's the company he's keeping right yeah. now on like the best defensive group of any team in the league, you know, historically. So I was watching him today mm-hmm. at practice, working out. Maybe they shouldn't have ruled him out, huh? Um, <laughs> he's working hard to uh, – Get back. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You said yesterday you were shocked how well he was just moving around the locker yeah. room. And, you know, so. Um, you know, I, I think. How great would it be if we I think Mike Tomlin ruled him out to protect him from himself. It sounded be- like that even happened in the game because against if, the Ravens. Yeah, because right. if, if, if I think if it was up to Watt, he'd be playing in this game. I bet he's frustrated, but understand. I'm not, like, yeah. unhappy, but I bet he's thinking, I could give you 12 pass rush snaps a yeah. game or something. Wow. But on a slick turf. and you know, Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with, like, Minka Fitzpatrick last week. Hey. Could Minka Fitzpatrick have played last week in Baltimore? Certainly. If that truly was a playoff game, you think he would have? Yeah. Okay. But I think on that surface, they looked at it and said, mm-hmm. hey, we would rather you wait another week. You might not have him now. Or you, yeah, I mean, because yeah, he yeah, might have. You might not you know, have him now, right. You, know, you start going one way and you you, you know you slip and then the mm-hmm. knee buckles because it's yeah. not quite stable yet. Sure. I would think groins and ankles and all those type of things are going to be unstable here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get but, to another break. That's good news about what? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I do believe if the Steelers win this game, I think there's a better than 50-50% chance he plays next weekend wow, in Baltimore. Wow, that's amazing. So, good for him. 
Let's get to a break. He is the Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, Steeler fans, gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com. And, uh, Matt, I know a lot uh, of talk surrounding this game on Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Steelers at uh, Bills in the playoffs. It's starting to center more and more on the weather. I think oh, sure. it's funny. I don't think nationally. No people, one seems to realize. People didn't understand what this was going to be. I think only Everyone's in, talking about Kansas City weather. Yeah, only in Pittsburgh and Buffalo have they been talking about the weather in this yeah. game all week long. You see, like, the predictions out there for this game. Games played in the 30s or 20, you know, 20s and 30s. Ain't going to happen. No, there's no chance. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, with all respect to my, my co-host on my podcast, you know, he's a West Coast guy, and we had this discussion today. I'm like, I, you don't, nobody seems to realize how extreme this is. He's like, wow, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. This is not the information the rest of the country seems to be getting about this game. <laughs> Everyone's talking about Kansas City. Oh, and, it's going to be cold in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like minus 20 wind chill you in can Kansas handle City. The, I mean, that's crazy. It's I mean, cold. I've been in Kansas City when it's been cold yeah, before. But, I mean, the the weather, or the, the snow, and especially the wind in this game, no one seems to be talking about. It. I've I've listened to I listen to podcasts all day every day, and lately, you know, late in the week, people are picking the, giving their picks and things like. I don't think the weather would be that big a deal in this game. Comes out of like everyone's mouth. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the betting public or whatever doesn't realize how. I mean, I'm sure Vegas is on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They know they know this stuff, but people are like, oh, just give me the over, nothing to it. I don't think yeah. you know what you're getting into. I'll take the you get, I'll, I'm going to lay the ten points because uh-huh. Buffalo's going to blow them out. Oh, they'll get the thirty easy. Yeah, you know, it does. I'm not saying there's nothing to do with the Steelers. <laughs> I don't know anybody can get the thirty in a game like that. I'm really you know, Josh Allen. He'll be able to throw the football. No problem in that way. No weather. problem. Right. No problem. <laughs> Forty mile an hour. What is the latest? I mean, it seems like it changes all the it's time. It's changed constantly, but yeah. I think it you seems can ex- getting worse. You can expect thirty to mile an hour at minimum. Thirty mile an hour winds. In with gusts with, or pretty no, much steady thirty pretty mile steady. an hour winds, and they're talking now. Uh, I mean, like eighteen's a lot. Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot. Yeah. Then now they're talking about uh, the last thing that I saw was eighteen inches of snow in Orchard Park, New York. So some <laughs> people might have listened inches. to Moats and Wes, you know, earlier, and I guess they talked about this. But Moats played for yeah. both these teams. And we were walking out of the studio, and he or we were walking in the studio. He was walking out, and he's like, "There was a time." I mean, he had to get a new car for one thing when he moved up there. He's like, "There was a." St- you were talking to him more than I was. He's like, "It, it snowed twenty four inches in like an hour." Yeah, you know, like that's kind of stuff could happen at kickoff, you know, right. or, or a little slightly before, or who can get there? And man, the wind thing though. At least you can keep the field probably somewhat maintained, maybe. I mean, it's still going to be bad, but the wind, if it's a constant 30 or even a constant 20, greatly affects the game, let alone yeah. the gusts. Yeah. I mean, it could be a, a a game that people will talk about Yeah, for a long, long time. Yeah. It could yeah. be one of those kind of games, and in, in those kind of games— I te- think it makes it much more of a coin flip. It makes it much more. The more physical team mm-hmm. will win this football game. Whoever handles the elements, yeah, you know, I mean, what, it, however, that is the best way to do that. Not miss tackles, 
secure the football, you know, again, be more physical at the line of scrimmage. Maybe, like, maybe James, I'm just hypothetically, maybe James Cook or George Pickens moves better in this stuff than most people do. And if they've never done it before in their life, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, all athletes are different. There might be a guy out there that's cutting, like, you know, like there's nothing wrong. Who knows? I mean, Gail Sayers. I, I'm just, I just know weirdness is going to happen. I, mean, I, I will say this. One team practiced indoors all week. Mm. The other team practiced outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Obviously on purpose and went to the stadium to do it. They didn't just do it in the backyard type of deal like they have been, you know, or, you know the backfields. Shocks me, I guess, the Bills wouldn't go out at all. But maybe it's so bad up there you can't maybe, get it, it done. It could be. I, I I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, I like, don't know. This is useless. I, I, I got to get something done. Yeah, can't you can't do anything. Plan. Right, yeah. right. But if that's the case and you can't do anything practice-wise – in gusting wind. Practice to do nothing. That's what the game's going to be like. That's what the game's going to be like. Yeah. You, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I look Every at Every time someone tells me a forecast or talks about it, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> and we could get up there and it could be fine. It could be. I mean, you know. I, I learned a long time ago. Like, I, so as people who are regular listeners know, I run the, the Pony League in Washington County. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to make decisions on if games are canceled or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day there was supposed to be, when I was early in my tenure as a, as a league president, um, looked like it was going to be really bad weather coming in. Okay. That's what the forecast yeah, said. Yeah, sure. you got to trust it. I canceled the game. Game time comes. Sun's out, yeah. shining. Never rained a drop. I get, then I get people calling me, what would you cancel that game for? Well, I, you know. Uh, yeah. So, you so can't now just tell I people don't ca- show up and yeah. we'll see if we can play or not. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, now I don't cancel a game unless there's actual weather, and, and so I get I get the other extreme of it. People sh- are there at five thirty, and it's like, well, it's kind of raining here. Yeah, I said I got to come out and see. I got to come out and make sure, and I'll, I'm checking the radar. I get and, it. You know, and this is that times a thousand. Yeah, I mean, you just not like they're going to cancel know. it. I mean, just to, what degree are we going to get between one and four? You know, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And I can't get over the wind. I mean, if it's constant twenty let alone 30, it's going to be hard to throw an out route. You know, yeah. I mean, a simple, you know, flare pass. I mean, this short stuff will be hard. Do you do you stay away from maybe not short passes over the middle, but the more intermediate and longer passes over the middle because they might sail on you a little bit, and that's where interceptions happen. Yeah, without question. Um, I would be more apt to throw to Pickens. Yeah. You know, as a go up and get it a guy, guy with a like, bigger catch radius. I'm not sure where this is going, but I'm going to throw it in your direction, and you got one on one. Swat it out of bounds if you have to. Or, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not a normal. You know, it's like catching a balloon. You know, I mean, yeah. or a knuckleball. You know, I, I, I don't know really where it's going, but we trust you to be the bigger, better athlete in the air. You know, maybe. Um, this is a small note, but I know you read the uh, the Football Outsiders preview too, and. It happens to be one of the things the Bills are worst against is the deep ball. You know, they're yeah. pretty good against uh, completions in the intermediate to short, but the deep ball gives them problems. Can you attempt them? I don't know. Yeah. It may have to be in certain situations when you know mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I'm glad Pickens is there. Yeah. You know, or even Robinson. Like, okay, he doesn't separate well or he's not a 4 3 guy. The four three guys play like four three guys in this game? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just go well, be big. You know, do edge rushers I perform quite as well trying to trying to bend the edge? Probably no not. I mean, I always think of snow and ice is hurting pass rush more than anything. Yeah. And is this a good game to not have Watt? No, because it's a playoff <laughs> game and he's awesome. But I mean, 
all things considered, if you said I would rather lose a defensive tackle or an edge bender, I would say I want the D tackle for this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're all equal. You know, I, th- I think Marcus Brown, Marcus Golden against Brown mm-hmm. should still be okay. Should still be fine. You yeah, should you yeah, should yeah. be able to win that more often than you lose it. Yeah. I mean, he won't be the best player on the field, right. you know, but he should be able to have success. Yeah. So, and what last thing is, everyone's quotes all these stats, which are 100% valid of their record without Watt or the difference in pressures and sacks and all every, any defensive stat you want with and without him are unbelievably drastic. But they've never had as good of backups as they had now. Either. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it's kind of a two edged sword there is this guy's awesome and he wasn't out there and the drop off was further then than it has been yeah. or than it is I mean, now. They get seven sacks out of those two guys this year. Yeah, yeah. And, and 11 tackles got more for if they loss. Got, I mean if they would have played the big stint last year when Watt was out, they may have ended up with a dozen between the two of them. Yeah. I know? mean they they essentially averaged a tackle for a loss every 40 snaps. So you're probably going to see hmm. 40 plus snaps. So those guys yeah, are yeah. probably going to give you a tackle for a loss or two mm-hmm. in this game. Oh, I would, if it's a pure pass rush situation, I would expect Herbig to make some plays. I yeah. Mean, but again, how valuable is pass rush going to be? You know, back right. to our original conversation. You know, I don't know. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive. Real quick, the rest of the country, yeah. I, I think, is in for a rude awakening <laughs> at 1 o'clock. You know, yeah, like, they're going to watch that game Saturday night, or at least the ones who actually go out and get the, the Peacock yeah, yeah. Uh, app. Uh, they're going to watch that game. Well, I can't. It can't be anything worse than watching that game. And then they're going to turn on the game at one and o'clock I think and it's say it's going to be worse. Right? Snowmageddon. Right. Yeah. If you don't have a dog in the fight, if you don't care if the Bills or Steelers win, you might just be like, "This is bonkers," and just sit back <laughs> and enjoy it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're going to get to a break. That's going to do it for hour number one of the drive. We'll be back with hour number two right after this. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.